And we'll take our lesson and we're definitely going to pray after the lesson, all right? In order that Satan might not outwit us, for we are not unaware of his schemes. Amen. I want to use for a moment of focus tonight, set it aside. Amen. Set it aside. Uh, if I can still... Uh, the words of, I think, Teddy Pendergrass in one of his songs, he said, I think I need to let it go. <laughs> of course, we know what followed after that, but I like that part. I think I need to let it go. Amen. Uh, because um, what we have to understand uh, that when Paul uh, went to Corinthians, when he went to Corinthian, the church at Corinth, he when he went there the first time, amen. If you look over in 1 Corinthian, I believe uh, chapter 1 or, or chapter or chapter 1, I believe it is. Let me make sure I'm right. Um, yeah, I think it was chapter number 1, uh, 1 Corinthians 5, 1 Corinthians 5, I believe it was. Um, there was a lot of things going on in the Corinthian church. Amen. Uh, what's up, cousin? God bless you, my brother. Um, There's a lot of things going on in the Corinthian church. If that's anyone else on, I didn't see your name. Please forgive me. Thank you for popping on. There was a lot of things going on in the Corinthian church. Um, man, all kind of stuff. So, uh, so what was missing? out of the church was discipline. Amen. Godly discipline. Um, now we read in Corinthians that uh, when a person would sin, listen to me, when a person would sin, it's in the Bible, read it, in 1 Corinthians, when the person would sin, uh, they they had to go to the person uh, they they had an issue with and they had to apologize. And then if that didn't happen, they had to go to the church. And if that wasn't working, they had to do some other stuff. And if that wasn't working, they had to do some other stuff. And if that wasn't working, the final result of it was is to dismember the person. Take the person away from the church. And, um, and so, but now... Um, we, we see that in 2 Corinthians that, that that may not have been such a really great idea. Uh, because in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, uh, I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, that the same issues are still going on. That there, There's still stuff going on in the church uh, people are not being disciplined like they're supposed to be. Um, and, and we're talking about discipline so that the church of God can roll on. Amen. And But but here uh, we, we see what what happens, though, when, when undisciplined Christians hmm, who think they are disciplined, <laughs> how easy it is. For us to fall into the trap of the enemy because we believe 
that when we do what we do, we are handling the situation. Amen. But that is not the case. That's why verse 11 says, in order that Satan might not outwit us. Here's what we have to understand. And some um, translations, it says that uh, we, we are not ignorant of the schemes <laughs> of Satan and that he will not take advantage of us. See, Paul knew this was a special concern because Satan looks to take advantage of our mistakes as a church and as individuals. Are you understanding me? See, what happens is sometimes, uh, let's say for myself, can I use myself for instance? So, sometimes uh, I, I allow my passion, right, to build to a boil uh, to where it doesn't sound like passion anymore, but but it, it seems like it's anger instead of passion. And, and so in that, the Lord had to teach me a lesson and he taught it to me. He said, hey, I understand you love what you do. I got it, but don't let your emotion, watch what happen now, but don't let your emotion intertwine with your passion because it goes from passion and, and, and to subtle anger. Oh, you ain't saying nothing back to me. So in that, watch this. And so in that, I did not know. And see, I know I heard this scripture. I know I, I heard somebody read it. And, and I know I probably skimmed over it, but I never really looked at it because if I would have looked at it the way I supposed to have looked at it, I would not have been able, watch this, to give Satan advantage. How did I give him advantage? Because I allowed the passion that I had. You ain't saying that back to me. I allowed the passion that I had to push me over the limit. And that's all the advantage he needed. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying that back to me. And see, this is what goes on in the church because we, we know that we're human. We know that we are made of, of, uh, of flesh and bone. We know that we are carnal. We know that we are natural people and we react to things naturally. We react to things carnally, but we have to now be able to understand the spirit of God that's within us and react to things, not naturally, but spiritually. Because if we don't, we continue to give Satan advantage. That's why we have divorces. Come on, talk back to me. That's why a lot of stuff is going on in the streets because we allow and we give room for the enemy to creep in. Remember, we talked about this long ago and said sometimes uh, that, that, that the prophet, we talk about false prophets and how they get into the church, they creep in through the back door. <laughs> they never come through the front. They, they always come from the side or through the back because, you know, you can't really hardly see them coming in that way. You know they're there, but you don't see them. So what happened, right? So 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 I gave, I was really passionate. And, and if I can be a little transparent with you guys tonight, listen, we had a, a meeting at the church and, and things got, 
really hot. I got really passionate. And I felt people listen to me. This is why we don't, this is why the devil gets advantage of us. And I felt that people was trying to come at me because I was so passionate and I loved what I did, but not, and here's what I was doing. And I did not even know I was doing this. Check it out. I was allowing my passion, watch this, to be subtly turned into ego. I'm talking about me. Hey, Miss Brandon, I'm just talking about me. I ain't even bothering y'all tonight. I'm talking about me. I, I allow the things that I wouldn't take from the church turned into a bragging thing. And I didn't even know that I was doing that. Come on. And so, you know how sometimes you do stuff for people. I'm talking about me. You know how sometimes you do stuff for people. And then when y'all get into something heated, you throw that at them. <laughs> hey, Miss Cook, God bless you. You thought, oh, if it, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have got the shoes. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have got the $20. And so, you know, I would throw that back at them. I say, I'm coming in here. Now, I'm talking about me. I'm coming here. For those of you who don't know, uh, I'm going to be transparent with you guys. And just keep on praying for me and my wife. They, we were voted out of the church. Why? Because I gave advantage to the devil. Knowing. Come on. Thank you. Thank you, Mother Funches. Uh, Lady Funches. Thank you so much. I love you so much. Uh, because, watch this. Because I let the passion that I had. And here's what you have to understand. Can I also say this to you? Sometimes your passion is not understandable to other people. They couldn't understand it. Why I was so passionate. <laughs> Why I love the people outside the church so much. Not, not trying to discredit the people in the church. Because the people in the church were the ones who were supposed to work for the ones outside of the church. But I allowed my passion. I allowed what I did not receive to become a bragging right. And not even know that I was doing it. So because I was doing it. Every time I did it. Every time I opened my mouth. Right? It gave said, uh, it gave the devil advantage. Why? Because you had people writing down all the negative stuff I was saying. But they weren't recording the good. Y'all ain't got to say nothing back to your boy. I'm just talking about me. I'm being transparent with y'all tonight. But this is how the enemy works. He, he, he know how you feel about your children. You ain't got to say nothing back to me. He know how you feel about your husband, your wife. He knows how you feel about your job. He know how you feel about your home. He knows how you feel. Thank you, Miss June. But here's what you, I had to learn. I had to learn just because. Watch this. I'm doing what I'm doing for God with no price tag. I don't have the right to throw that in nobody's face. You ain't saying nothing back to me. <laughs> First of all, because number one, God called me to do it. So I, I really didn't have calls to throw back in people's face. Love you too. Thank you so much. 
I did not have cause for that. And because I didn't have cause for that, and because I did not allow myself to use godly discernment and godly wisdom and godly knowledge and godly understanding, I let my emotions intertwine with my passion. And then what happened, it worked against me. <laughs> Come on. It worked against me. But that was the lesson I learned. See, whatever I do for Christ, whenever people don't agree with me, it's not up to me to shoot in their face. Well, I was the one who touched you and healed you. That ain't what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to just go ahead and grin it and bear it and keep it moving. But it worked against me. How many of y'all know sometimes your passion can be your problem? <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Don't y'all take it. It's mine. Sometimes your passion can be your problem. And then at the same time, it can be your blessing. <laughs> hmm. But I didn't know. And because I didn't know, it gave Satan the advantage over me. Here I thought I'm doing something. Not taking a salary from the church. Come on. But then I also was bragging about, hey, that's a pastor who get paid and don't do half as much as I do. That's what I was saying. I'm talking about me tonight. Please share this message with somebody. I'm out here bragging about what I don't do and don't get paid for. Thinking that's the upper hand. And see, that's the, I thought I had the upper hand. And I didn't have the upper hand. And God showed me. He said, okay, since you want to go around here talking about what you don't do. <laughs> I'm going to get you up out of here. And listen. Wasn't sad about it. Wasn't mad about it. Surprised a little bit. But the Lord let me know what was going on. And look at him. He is still opening doors. Come on, talk back to me. He is still allowing us to minister. Because as I told you guys the other day, I thought that we couldn't give clothes and food out if we weren't attached to a building. And the Lord told me, say, your calling has never been attached to a building. Your calling has always been attached to my purpose. You ain't talking back to your boy tonight. So then, what did I have to do? I had to set it aside. Whatever my issue was. <laughs> I was going to block the folks on Facebook. That, and the Lord said, don't you do that. <laughs> he said, don't you take them out your phone. Leave them in your contact. Don't you take nothing away. Don't you take them out of nothing. Let them see everything that I bless you to do. You ain't got to say nothing back to your boy. Man, thank you so much. I love you. Oh, my goodness. Listen, don't make me cry on this thing tonight. <laughs> don't make me cry on this thing tonight. What I'm saying... I gave the advantage to him. 
But you know what? God already knew that. He saw that. And when it was over, watch this. When it was all said and done, he still had doors opening. And I remember I gave y'all the illustration about the doors closing. Watch this. And so what happened, right? I told y'all that the, the Holy Spirit said, don't worry about what's behind the door on the inside. He said, you got far greater once the door closed. He told me, and I told y'all this. He said, look around. And what do you have? You got this whole world out here. <laughs> Thank you, mother. I love you so much. You got all of this opportunity. He said, so it's not about the door being closed. It's about what's on the other side of the door is what I need you to get to. He said, so what, whatever's on the inside, that's it for that. He said, but it's the stuff that's out here. Greater opportunities. Greater doors. You ain't saying nothing back to me. More windows. More doors. Come on. The door that closed is a thousand more. <laughs> Come on. And so sometimes, right? When we're in leadership, sometimes when we're in leadership, uh, you know, we, we try to be um, as loving and sometimes we're over, over lenient in some areas. Some things we don't confront as much. Come on, talk about to me. Some things we don't set straight as much. And listen, when, whenever I made a mistake, whenever somebody talked to me at the church about something that I was doing, I did my best to make small corrections as I went. One time I was told I wasn't sitting in the pulpit long enough. So guess what I did? I started sitting in the pulpit. That wasn't enough. Listen to me. Rem, you over there on the mic, so I stopped being over there with the mics. Come on. So, and, and here's what I was doing, right? And in that, I was also giving Satan advantage. Because now, I stop. Listen to me. I stop doing what God called me to do and start listening to what people wanted me to do. Oh. Thank you, Miss June. I love you. Thank you so much. And so, when I started listening to people, right? I started trying to figure out, you know, if I could stay here, you know, another two, three, four, five years. Amen. Uh, my thought was this. The more we help, the more we help, and, and, and the more we do, the people will begin to come in. And then they will, and they will have no choice but to keep me. But I don't believe that was God's plan. Because if it was God's plan, watch this, for me to stay, he would have fixed it. I am aware that there are just some things God needs you to learn and then keep moving. I am aware that there are some places God needs you to just sit there and sit back and take this lesson and keep going. And so I learned those lessons. I learned those lessons. And so now what I do, 
I follow the Holy Spirit. And whatever God tells me to do, wherever God tells me to go, that's what I'm doing and that's where I'm going. See, I found out, even in those short years, that it's not about pleasing people, but it is about pleasing God. And the things that these people were doing in Corinth was not pleasing to God. See, the, the devil loved division. He loved dissimulation. Come on, talk back to me. He loved it when y'all, when the church folks can't come together and set aside their differences so that they can impact a community. He, he loves when the church can't come together. They, then they put the pastors out and the family and, and they love it when another person come in and just run them all over the place and run them crazy. He, he loves that when, when, when somebody in the church can't get along with the ushers and the ushers can't get along with the choir. The choir can't get along with the deacon. The deacon can't get along with the trustee. The trustee can't get along with the beautifying club. Beautifying club can't get along with, with, with the uh, 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 Sunday school chairperson. Well, he loves when all these things are corrupt and discombobulated. Now he has room to come in and do what he want to do. He comes in and he takes advantage. Gets right in the seams. <laughs> and start raising more discord. Come on, talk back to me. But that's why in 2 Corinthians, it's about forgiveness. Forgiving the offender. Not removing. But learning how to forgive and love genuinely so that the work of God can continue. I know some people are like, oh, oh we we doing the church a favor getting rid of dude and, and huh. We we doing the church a favor getting them out of here. But let me tell you something. You're not doing the church a favor, especially if those dudes and that girl and those people was doing the work. Making an impact. <laughs> helping lives to change right before their very eyes. Man, when we was out here, I got to say this and I'm going to be gone. We was out here, there were people that would come by, some of them would be drunk, smelling like a liquor store, which is a liquor store right out there on the corner. But as time went on, watch this. As time went on, they probably would still smell like liquor, but they would sit their cans and their bottles a little way off from the church. You already said them back to me. And then come up and say, hey, Red, how you doing, man? Give me a hug. Go on and get you something to eat, man. Your wife got the beans. Hey, go get something to eat, brother. Ladies walking in off the street, had no clothes. They got clothes crying. We knew what they were. But they got blessed. Come on, talk to your boy. Children. With parents who haven't had anything to eat for days. Can come by and find food. 
and clothes and toys and go home or wherever they were going and be okay. But the devil even finds the good and puts in some bad. Because what he does now, he likes to play with this. And he puts in people's mind. Oh, you just going to let them do what they want? Y'all ain't got to say nothing back to me. I know how it go. Oh, you just going to let them come in there and do what they want? And then, watch this. Not only would he put it in your mind, but he'll get two or three other people that's close to you. And start sowing discord. Oh, oh, they just came in here. And they ain't asked the deacon boys for nothing. They ain't asked the trustee for nothing. They ain't said nothing to nobody. They just doing what they want to do. And all of a sudden, what you thought was good work now is a problem. And Paul was getting tired of it happening in the church of Corinth. So being too harsh sometimes. So sometimes not being harsh enough and then sometimes being over harsh. Over judgmental. Over controlling. Can be a problem. Not forgiving those. Who have sinned. Or who have done wrong. Who. Who you have all against. Not being able to come together. And say you know what. We got to work the work of the Lord. It's not about us. We have to set that aside. Because I found out. For myself. When I allow the things that I did for God. To become a bragging right. It worked against me. So I've learned. Not to brag on what I do. But to brag on what God is doing. Watch this. So what Satan does. He fosters. He fosters. Resentment. He fosters. He, he pushes the campaign for division. He pushes the campaign for control. He pushes the campaign for power. I read this, and I'm going to get out of here. I read this before, and I think I was either on Facebook or Instagram, but and I posted it on my page. He said, don't ever fight for position in the church. Rather fight for position in the name, in the Lamb Book of Life. And when I saw that, I said, wow. Because here's the thing. If we're fighting in the church, we can't help nobody outside the church. Because the more we fight each other, I mean, matter of fact, look at Russia and Ukraine. Same country. Same people. 
but you got one bum in the other one. Why? Because of a mistake? Because of they don't like somebody or somebody says something? So you want to bomb me because we don't agree? You want to shoot me down because we don't agree? But we come in here and for a good hour and a half, we do shout, shout, shout. But now all through the week, you try to figure out how, how we're going to get rid of dude. But you say you love me. <laughs> But at the same time, trying to get rid of me. But you love God. Can I say this? When was the last time you tried to get rid of him? Because I'm sure there's some things God did in your life. Some things happened in your life that wasn't so cool. But you ain't never got rid of God, did you? Come on, talk back to your boy. We, we call ourselves family. We, the church call ourselves family. But I know there are some people in some people's family that been at it for years, but you put up with them. Y'all ain't going to talk back to your boy. You got alcoholics in your family, but you put up with them. You even invite them in to let them come and eat. But soon as Reb and them do something you don't like, soon as the, the leadership of, uh, of worship do something you don't like, it's time to go. But you can put up. <sighs> Come on. <laughs> Set it aside. It's too much happening in the world for us to be unassembled.